Welcome to this Humber Business Week special episode of the Street Sessions, the business podcast brought to you by Street Chartered Accountants. I'm James Pinchbeck, the firm's marketing partner, and I'll be hosting this session, which is one of five interviews being broadcast throughout Humber Business Week. Titled The Working Lunch, our 2023 Business Week specials will focus on the interrelationship between education and enterprise and how local entrepreneurs can and are able to capitalise on education, knowledge and the education sector, with all it has to offer from innovative programmes to knowledge transfer, mentoring and support. On our journey through the week, we'll look at Hull's special enterprise ecosystem, which provides access to a wealth of support that helps to underpin our region's vibrant enterprise economy and culture. In conversation, we'll find out more about not only the work and interests of our guests and the organisations they work for, but also gain an insight into what they think makes a whole a great place for enterprise and a vibrant and diverse community. We'll be looking to lift the lid on Hull's best kept secrets and putting the city and region on the map. I'm delighted to welcome for this episode Rio Beeson, who is interim chair of Young Enterprise locally and also uh, founder and uh, running a business being brand, well, actually, two businesses. <laughs> Um, which we're going to talk to a, a, a bit more about in a minute. Rio, welcome. Morning. Thank you. Perhaps I could ask, uh, start by asking you to tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Is that all right? Yeah, no problem, James. So I um, run two businesses, like you say, the B brand, um, which is a marketing consultancy, and Bebe's Boutique, um, which is a small clothing brand working with small independent businesses, um, a lot of handmade clothing, um, and supporting a lot of mum entrepreneurs who are running a business around uh, school and nursery. And I think how we uh, how I came across you was uh, I was looking for people involved in the education sector and supporting um, people who may be looking to set up enterprises. You're obviously an enterprising individual, but you say this role with uh, young enterprise. And I think when we when I first talked to you about would you become a guest. I think the conversation took place in Hobbycraft as you were buying materials to you know, produce branded goods for a client. Um, uh, but following on from that, we talked about it that actually, as uh, when I was uh, um, probably 16, I took part in Young Enterprise at school. And, and, and I think that helped shape my sort of interest in entrepreneurialism and, and, and enterprise. But, you know, what is Young Enterprise? Yeah, so Young Enterprise is a programme um, that works with about, well, I think it's 482,000 students um, and really, it's supporting the curriculum, but developing skills that isn't necessarily on the curriculum. So there's entrepreneurial skills that will help students in life, whether that's in work, but also problem solving with their finances, um, the softer skills as well, uh, developing things like confidence, presentation skills. Um, so really supporting well-rounded students that can then go into the workplace. And also those students that may not necessarily follow the, the typical GCSEs, A-level um, degree sort of program but actually there is another way to be successful um particularly if you don't get the qualifications maybe that you were hoping to get i think there's quite a, quite a theme there that actually a lot of entrepreneurs don't tend to have such a high level of traditional or might be perceived you know, university formal education or, or a bag full of qualifications they've got or gcse's there are many entrepreneurs who leave you know school or colleges with probably you know minimal um, GCSEs or, 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 or you know, and, and, but if, I think what Young Enterprises shows them an opportunity that they can pursue something and, and put, if they put their mind to it. It does. So the, the students actually um, in the programme, they set up their own business. Um, they um, 
to have their own bank account. They'll have roles, whether that's the finance director, marketing director, the MD, um, and they actually generate revenue. So, you know, some of the students, they get that book quite early on. Actually, the more that I put in, the more work that I do, the more sort of money I can make. And that's quite exciting for a lot of them as well, um, particularly, you know, working in areas that maybe are a little bit more deprived as well and giving the students the opportunity to see that if, if they want to, they can go and create their own business. Um, but I think, I think you're right, that typical path doesn't suit everybody. Um, and particularly the entrepreneurial mindset, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they struggle to stay focused, they struggle to stay on track. Um, and I was thinking actually last night about today and I was thinking, well, you know, I spent a lot of time learning the recorder, not really come with that, you know, and use that much. And I'm sure for some people learning how to work out the right angle of a triangle is really useful, but actually the skills I could have done with is learning about a tax return, mortgages, you know, the other real world skills that actually you know, how to read a P&L. And these students in Young Enterprise are creating profit and losses. They're, they're doing their accounts. So I think it's a fantastic program. It, I didn't have access to it and I really wish I had because I think that would have helped with my confidence and in my direction earlier on in my career. You, you talked about that. If it's anything like when I studied, which was a part of Young Enterprise, which is too many years ago <laughs> now. But but look at it. It was, I think it was one term and we had to come up with a business idea um, identify a market, look at how we're going to deliver, you know, supply that market, work out our costings, look at our production. We actually printed, uh, it was on those classics somewhere where someone goes, well, I've got a, a, a silk screen printing screen. I can you bring that in? And somebody actually had a letterpress, which most people won't want a letterpress is these days, but it wasn't that quite that long ago. And, and we produced T-shirts and uh, stationery, uh, you know, and, and it, it, it was... At the end of it, as you rightly say, often it is the real challenges. They haven't necessarily got a business idea, whereas a lot of people, entrepreneurs, may have an idea. So it was actually those students who had to come up with something that was viable. We actually made a surplus or profit, which was great, because I say, if it's in that time period, most businesses don't, you know, 18 months is often the time it takes to see if it's a viable concern often. So, you know, it is quite condensed, isn't it, or quite yeah. focused, the actual <laughs> programme, isn't it? It's, it is, and the... You know, we have some really great centre leads within the schools that support it, but also the students get a business advisor. So that is from somebody locally. They could be running their own business or they could work in one of the, the bigger organisations. So we have, you know, Rachel from MKAM. Um, we've got Brendan from PBS. We've got Amy who runs her own financial services. And they all come in and spend time weekly with the students and help guide them. So they'll take their ideas and their excitement. Um, they'll teach them about minutes and actions because a lot of students don't want to have to go with the actions early on um, and they provide that constant coaching as well so they've got the educational support and then they've also got real world business support coming in every week and seeing with those students which I think is fantastic that, that people give up their time and go in and have that close development with these students I think that was also, I say again, I think that was quite important when I did it was actually those business people who came in were role models as well. You know, they, they you know, there was particularly if they could, they, the students had some local connection with them. So I think, you know, we had somebody run a manufacturing business and there was probably a local bank manager came in and helped. But it created that, you go, oh, I can see this, you know, this is what people do. And I say, I think it's in isolation, particularly when it comes to enterprise, because most of the students nowadays or young people, how do they identify with jobs and roles in the future? Because you know, they probably know what their parents do, and most of them turn around and go, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Do that. If I'm right, there was a, 
I don't know if is there that there used to be an awards part of it as well. Did, did, does that still happen? Where I think that I think we even had to sit some sort of test as well or exam. I hope it wasn't that formal. But you know, what, what's how does it culminate? So you go through a period of time, you deliver your business. Hopefully, you make a you know a, a, some money. But I don't think it's all about the making money. It's about you rightly said about leadership, team building. You know, identifying market opportunities, understanding customers, all sorts of things in the finances, isn't it? So that's it. The students have to create reports, and um, so yep. there are a lot of deadlines that they have to keep, which can be quite difficult on top of you know school. Um, they have to write the reports and they submit those um, to a panel of judges. So we have a South Bank um, panel and North Bank panel, um, and then again we have um, a round of businesses come in um, and they act on the judging panel. So this year we've had John Blood Shipping, Richard Quelch from there. We've had Ollie from Friends on Every Street, who's who's a great entrepreneur. Um, we've had Kay from um, Talented Women's Network. So they'll come in and the students present to them. Um, they also have market stalls, so they'll come around and look at the products, they'll understand what's happened. Um, and then the students present to a wider theatre of guests and the judges. And I think the point of that is really because we all know what it's like. One round of questioning can go terribly, but actually when you go to the stand and the students have their products, they come alive, um, they talk about what they're doing. And really the judges are not looking for the most revenue. Um, it's more around the hurdles that they've overcome, the attitudes that they've applied, the skills that they've learned, and hearing that story as well, because for some students it's quite an easy path, and for others, you know, they'll have people come and go. We've had students who have never presented before, some students who very rarely taught in class, and now standing up and presenting in front of several hundred people, and that's a phenomenal journey that they've been on. Um, and they learn their skills, they learn the presentation skills, they learn the, the writing skills, they learn the interview skills that, again, we don't necessarily get taught how to interview when we finish school or college. We've got to go out into this world and try and prove that we're right for a job um, in an interview scenario. So lots of great skills that they're taught along that journey. Uh, and then the two winners from those will go to the next round, which is um, a final later this month in York. And then again, they'll go on. So I think that's the semi-finals. And then again, they'll go on to the finals as well. And We've had some great success stories um, from Hull that have gone on. And Phil, um, who did a, an agency when they first started, a youth agency, just uh, received, I think it was an OBE recently for his work that he's done. Um, so the, And there's loads more of those successful stories where students have been inspired. Uh, and I was speaking to another student actually in the day, almost that student, I was a young man, and he went and studied entrepreneurship at university, which came from an enterprise. And if he hadn't have done that programme, he said he probably wouldn't have gone to university um and i think that's a, that's great that they could the students that they can go and explore something that's not a traditional subject as yeah. well maybe. oh well that was the same for me so I, I did a business diploma and then did a degree in business studies afterwards but it, it inspired me to go on that direction just the, the, the schools you work with it you say it's north bank and south bank is it so how many schools do you typically work with are you looking for more schools or is the challenge you know there's too many schools and there's not enough help or no, no, absolutely. We're always looking for more schools and we've, we've been talking actually as a board about how we um, go out and get more schools on board and also then how we get the business advisors to support those schools. So, you know, it's great to get those schools, but we need that, talent, that you know, the, the business talent to support us. Um, so it, it really does vary. You know, I first got involved in New Enterprise in the pandemic, so we did it all online, which was a very different experience. Um, typically, we work with sort of 12 to 15 students um but those those numbers of teams will peter off as the as the term goes on as we've discussed so small businesses don't always survive in those early months 
Um, and then, you know, this year we've had things like the strikes, we've had things, you know, other things going on that have actually meant that students have maybe had to, to prioritise other things. So we definitely want more students and we definitely want more business advisors and more schools involved this year. Just, I mean, is it typically outside school time? So, so the, is it, I mean, to say, go back up to my own experience, but it was after school. You know, somebody was sort of, uh, is that is that when it works? Or did, did take, uh, how much time does a, you know, a, a school have to give to this? And how, you know, given the competitions also, I think that's the other one for particularly young students. They, they feel a lot of pressure in their education. And also when they get home, there's probably that digital distraction world that we live in. You know, how, how, how does that balance? I mean, every every team's different and that's yeah. up to them how they run it. And I think that's really important that the teams identify what works for them. Um, some do it in the lunch times, in the lunch breaks, some do it after school, some some will, you know, dedicate time on the weekends. Some of the students very lucky in there um allowed to use the um facilities at the school. So if they're making we had a, a team this year make phone stands, um wooden phone stands and they could use some of the equipment in the school. Now they did apply the cost of if they were having to rent or, yeah. or buy that into their accounts. Um so again they might do that in a free period or you know, or around sort of yeah. after school, maybe after school. Um, but again, yeah, it's completely up to the students how how they run that session and when they run those sessions as well. Um, it's been brilliant. We've just had some phenomenal stories this year, really great. I think you say it is inspiring. And I think that's one of the things I would say to people who might want to support as a business advisor. You know, the difference you can make, you know, it's... It, 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 it's actually a lot of what you do can help with is already you know what your your stuff is just it, and it's not having to do a lot of preparation. It's about sharing your knowledge, but the inspiration you can have either you know, to somebody who might want to start an enterprise, but actually careers in business as well. You know, if you just said you know you've got all those functions, whether it's accounting, marketing, production, you know, IT, there are there are a host of things it gives people exposure to in a, in a micro business, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you think sort of year nine upwards. If they, you know, if they're creating profit and losses, they're creating balance sheets. There, they might be going out and doing social media marketing and doing all these deals. They're doing that from a very early age, and it's you know, it's hard even now to find people to join your business who understand how to read P and L. Um, but these students have already done it. So, like you say, the skills that they get from a very early age, and and maybe they don't do brilliant in GCSEs, but they have all these business skills. They have all this passion, this excitement, um, and they can come in and they can help. Um, so yeah, I think it's really great. And I think that some of it is not as always about individual entrepreneurs, a sense of entrepreneurship. So some, you know, just having an entrepreneurial mindset in somebody else's organisation is quite good. I think that facilitates it. In terms of if someone wants to get in touch and say, oh, I'm keen to be a business advisor or a school wants to get in touch, how do they get in touch with Young Enterprise? How yeah, is the best way? To they can get in, in touch with myself. Um, on LinkedIn or, or on email or Haggai is our um, regional um, lead um, Jill Tinsley as well so there's, there's lots of people um, you can also get in touch with Young Enterprise Direct and they'll put you in touch with sort of your, your local um, regional board um, and also if if schools are looking for something that's not necessarily the full programme that they want to do um, I do also do some work with for entrepreneurs only um, and they run a day programme with the schools which is really good um, it's a lot less commitment because we know that resources are tight in schools um, but that's a full day where we will run a very similar program but compass so they don't get to set up the business but we take them through that journey of you've had an idea yeah. okay you've got a big order from a cash flow point of view can you sustain that order how are you going to market it um you know and, and so on and 
So there's lots of options, I think, out there for schools to bring entrepreneurship into the educate into education, into the curriculum. And they can have a different level of commitment depending on on what spare time staff, you know, teaching staff have. We know that time is really, really tight. So it's about finding something that, that suits them. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, we'll move on to the quick fire questions that everybody gets asked during <laughs> this week. But, you know, thank you for your enthusiasm about Young Enterprise. I think, you know, you've highlighted the benefit it has to individuals, but also the community is at large in terms of the impact it can have. And I think, you know, that the wider engagement is a great thing to get involved in. You know, sort of, you know, if it's amazing the reward people get when they give that business support to those schools and, and, and motivation and ideas to people. So Yeah, I think yeah. if you're looking to do something to, to contribute to communities, to contribute to, to, mm. to the, you know, the future talent, it's a really great thing to do because you're right, you're going into schools, you're providing that support, but you are inspiring the next generation of the workforce who will work for all of us. Um, or we hope will work for us. There's a skills gap um, locally and, and nationally, and this is just another way to help plug that skills gap and help support businesses in the region later down the line. I think it's also quite important that businesses actually, by going into the schools, can understand. Get a, you know, if you've got children of that sort of school age, probably do understand all they that the, the children will tell you to understand how they feel about. You know, they will talk about the changes that are going through their the generation it helps you understand young people as well a lot better doesn't it and i think with technology technological change it'll be really interesting to see actually what jobs are there when they come into the workforce because you know i i have clients where i run their social media marketing well 10 15 years ago that wasn't a thing that we particularly maybe did the odd facebook post but that was it you know and so yeah i think that'll be really interesting i think it's another conversation you're at your own business interest because i said i reached out to talk to you about it it was quite interesting the diverse interests you have and i think that also reflects sort of the broad mindset a lot of entrepreneurs have so you know we must move on to the the quick fired (laughs) questions which i know we were talking about before we started recording uh why do you think hull and the humber region is a great place to to do or operate a business or organization i think there's a few reasons um my background a long time ago was KCOM, so I am going to talk about the infrastructure here and that super fast broadband, which I think, you know, doesn't get talked about a lot. And, and that is fantastic, particularly for a business like myself, where we're, we're talking e-commerce or digital. I think the people are so unique in whole, the the friendliness and the warmth. And I was slightly terrified about moving from the corporate world to start my business. But what's really surprised me is the amount of people that I've networked with who've come and supported me through these very early stages you know whether it's opportunities like this whether it's advertising whether it's preferring clients and I think you don't get people anywhere else like you do in Hull who will genuinely want to see your business succeed and I think that's really special as well. And what do you think Hull's best kept secret is? Oh this is a really difficult one (laughs) I've really struggled with this I'm going to say the Humber because I think the River Humber looks pretty grim doesn't it? Uh, but there is nothing like walking down the Humber with a cup of coffee. There is something quite, uh, it's a bit of a tonic, really. I, I always leave feeling great, whether it's a walk through Ferriby to the Humber, whether it's a lot, walk along the marina. Um, I think it can be seen as a negative, but there's, I really like being close to the, to the water. I suppose it makes sense. It's a bit like people will have a, a craving to go to the coast. Just, yeah. you know, and actually, I suppose a lot of us you know, go to and f- across the, the bridge and actually it's seen as an access point. But actually, when you see it, it's quite, and through the seasons, seeing the light on the Humber and how it changes and the weather, how it changes. And I don't know, but I still get excited about crossing the Humber Bridge. It still feels like a day out. <laughs> um, what's your favourite or most special place to visit locally? Oh, I, I, 
I love Paragon Arcade actually. Um, so I love um, the businesses. I love Milchig for a sandwich or a cookie. I will get my head on there. There's lots of great entrepreneurial businesses there. Um, I just love a little wander down there. Maybe get some flowers. Um, again, it's just a great, it's a great little hidden gem in Hull. I think that you forget about. But actually, when you go for a walk down Paragon Arcade, it's lovely. Well, we had uh, one of the members of the Allenby family last year who obviously um, spent quite a lot of money. Yeah. And, and it was that's again a local link that they took on board restoring the, the, the arcade, didn't they? And, yeah, and look how far it's come. It's a destination now. Yeah, reinvigorating. That's great. Um, your most admired whole person. And I always put living or no longer living. So I give quite a, a few people to go at, doesn't it? Well, so obviously there's um, Jean the Bee Lady Bishop. Yes. Always a, a great one. Um, and another person that I was thinking about actually last night was um, a chap called um, Ollie Marshall who runs Friends on Every Street. So he runs a whole-based um, e-commerce business. But under the scenes, um, he is supporting... Um, a load of great initiatives, whether it's smiling and waving and fundraising. He's just rang for Help the Aged for the London Marathon. Um, he's been supporting um, underprivileged children at Christmas by creating Christmas, you know, fundraising for their gifts and boxes. And I think there's a lot of people like Holly and Hull who are kind of these unsung heroes of the city that we don't often get to have a spotlight on. But I, I think some of the stuff he's doing for the region is pretty great. And he was also a judge at Young Enterprise, so giving up his time again to support our next generation. What would you say about Hull if someone on an overseas holiday or business trip asked you about Hull? Yeah, you sort of... Um, that's a fun, friendly, and you're going to love it way more than you ever thought you would. And if not having a working lunch, how might you spend your lunchtime? Or what is your favourite lunchtime snack? Or where were you lunching? Oh, now this could have been a really long list. <laughs> there are a lot of great places. Um, probably my favourite... So I'm quite local to the university where we are today. Um, so probably my favourite is the one down Princess Avenue, um, Marla's for a sandwich, and I really like working from from Marla's. It's got a really great vibe, and it's got to be a flat white from um, Black Market Coffee just down the way as well. So they, I love what they do. You can take a coffee from there into the cafe, vice versa. You can take your lunch into there for a coffee, and I love that kind of sharing um, of success and encouraging uh, people to go to multiple places. So yeah, Princess Avenue, Marla's, and a Black Market Coffee. Thank you. And thank you, Rio, for joining us and for sharing your thoughts on what makes Hull and the Humber region special and for giving us such a great insight into the the, uh, the role of your enterprise and the difference it makes. I hope we haven't taken too much time of your lunch break and you still have time to grab something to eat. Uh, Rio Beeson is one of uh, five special guests for our Humber Business Week working lunch interviews. You can catch up on Anchor, Apple Podcasts or Spotify with our interviews with our other guests. These include... Uh, Dr. Antonio Ferenz, Mike Thompson, uh, who's uh, the Startup and Incubation Enterprise Manager at the University of Hull, Subash Chantry, uh, one SE Media, and Sarah Clark, a Director of Operations at Aura Innovation. Uh, thank you also for you for listening. We look forward to catching up with you again in future sessions. <laughs> <laughs>